Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you very much, Jay, and hello again, everyone. Over 100 times in the New Testament, one finds the temple mentioned as a place to worship God, to hear teaching, and to offer up sacrifice to Him. The temple was a physical building, but today we wish to look at the temple as a spiritual place. Our reasoning? Let's consider our lesson text of 1 Corinthians 3:16 and 17. This is written to the church at Corinth, the saved individuals. Paul writes and says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. We're going to talk about this text in just a moment. But before we do, we always like to pause and to let you know, dear friends, that the International Gospel Hour not only offers a free Bible study course by mail, but our friends at the World Bible School offer an online study, should you prefer. It is absolutely free. All you have to do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. And again, it is free. That's worldbibleschool.org. A special addition to this study, and I love it in that it is in the realm of Philip and the eunuch in Acts 8, is this online study will provide you a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. That is awesome. So again... This is a free online Bible study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, from the text of 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17, let's note the following. Paul called the church at Corinth the temple of God. Individuals, the saved, the church, he called them the temple of God. The temple is not to be defiled, meaning to not corrupt, deprive, or destroy. So we, as the temple of God, the saved, were not to, as far as the church in Corinth goes, and would apply to Christians today, we are not to corrupt ourselves, deprive ourselves, or destroy ourselves. And since the Christian is the temple of God, one should give attention to its care. For example, one must not corrupt where God dwells. That means that one cannot live just any old way, that we can live ever how we want, and it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. Secondly, one must not deprive where God dwells. We cannot deprive ourselves of the daily spiritual needs for our lives. And thirdly, one must not destroy where God dwells. That would slowly tear apart one's life. This is a warning verse and an exhortation as well that as the temple of God, the church, we are to conduct ourselves a certain way. May one examine the church in light of being the temple of God in the areas of worship, work, and walk, so that one as the temple may see his or hers aim in life. 
Let's build from 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Let's not corrupt our lives, deprive our lives, or destroy our lives where God dwells. Let's see what is provided. Number one, folks, in worship, the church is the temple of God, the saved individuals. Again, the scriptures refer to those in the church as the temple of God. Not only did we note this in 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17, but 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19, Paul says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Listen to Paul in Romans 8, verses 9 through 11. Paul says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit who dwelleth in you. So as in Bible times, where the temple was a place to offer up sacrifices and worship God, well, the same way the church, individuals, we are the temple that should be living sacrifices. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul encouraged the church there at Rome, that as he would beseech them how they should live. And he says in verse 2, To be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Offer up our lives as a living sacrifice. And of course, as priest of God, a royal priesthood and holy nation, according to First Peter 2 and verse 9, one should come to worship God that we are the living sacrifices as we live, but we also, as the church, as the temple of God, we want to make sure that our worship is acceptable unto God. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth, John 4, 24. Secondly, in work, the church is the temple of God. Listen to what Paul said earlier in 1 Corinthians 3, beginning with verse 9. Paul says, For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. I want us to notice five words, actually four words, and one phrase. First of all, The church is called God's laborers. Therefore, we use His blueprint like a laborer would do. One will follow God's pattern. He sees God's directive that he should follow. Interestingly, one finds the tabernacle of old built according to the pattern, as we read in Exodus 25 and verse 9. So, with the church we read of in the New Testament, we are to build according to the pattern. 
The second word is husbandry. God's husbandry. In other words, use his seed. That is an agricultural term that means to your God's husbandry, you sow the seed. And that seed, according to Luke 8.11, is the word of God. How about the word building? God's building. Use his materials. And obviously, if I follow the blueprint, I must use the proper materials that are needed, the very best. Because when the fire brings forth the challenge in my life, am I building with gold, silver, and precious stones that will be strong and will endure, or wood, hay, and stubble that will go up quickly? The fourth word, foundation, God's foundation, the Christ. Therefore are we building on that foundation, because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, Acts 4 and verse 12. And don't forget, Jesus said he would build his church in Matthew 16:18. Finally, the phrase, take heed, that brings us forth of God's awareness. We must be careful of what we use and how we use it. And we must abide by the codes, if you will. Whenever we're going to build something, there are certain codes we abide by. And when we build our lives as the church, we must abide by God's codes as well. To use the best materials, again, like gold, silver, and precious stones, not the wood, hay, and stubble, speaking in a spiritual sense. You put it all together, dear friends. You have a house that is built, a house that is called, according to 1 Timothy 3.15, the pillar and ground of the truth, also known as the church. Dear friends, earlier I mentioned about our free online Bible study. I want to remind you once again that our friends at the World Bible School offer an online study if you prefer. This study is absolutely free. Once again, go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You will also be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. This is an awesome opportunity. It's a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. Let's conclude our thoughts now. Not only do we see the church as the temple of God in worship and in work, but also in walk. One knows that God is not really housed in a physical structure. We learn this from Acts 7 and verse 48 and Acts 17 and verse 24. Acts 7 verse 48 speaks of God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Again, we find that teaching not only in Acts 7 48, but Acts 17 verse 24. 1 John 4 15, of course, God dwells in us. Ephesians 3 16 and 17, the Son dwells in us. So we walk with the Father and the Son and the Spirit dwelling in us. Therefore, it stands to reason that if God dwells in us, then he must arrange us, his temple, his house, the way that he wants it. Imagine for a moment someone invited you to stay with them, and you showed up with a moving van with all your furniture. You go in the house, and you start talking about moving a lot of their things out, rearranging furniture, painting with new colors, and you're, gonna, you're sitting here thinking, well, you can't do that. Well, that's right, folks. You may be living there, but it's not your house. It's still their house. But what if they gave you the house? Then you would have the right to arrange it. And therefore, if we give our lives to Christ, then he is the owner. He makes the home, his dwelling place, in one's hearts and lives. And as the owner, he wants his house arranged the way he wants it. Once again, in worship, in work, and in walk,
as the temple of God. Dear friends, this is vitally important for us to think about, because we must make certain that our worship is in accordance with God and His will, our work in His kingdom is in accordance to His will, and that our walk is in accordance to His will as well. We hope this study together has been of help, and we want to continue our studies together here on the International Gospel Hour. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,